name of the Lord. I thank you, Jesus. We praise your holy name this morning, Lord. We come before thine altar and thy presence, O God, humbly. O Lord, seeking thy holy touch and thy mighty hand, your great blessings, your grace to be upon us, O Lord. Lead us into this great grace. We give you praise. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Everybody said praise the Lord. All right, if you have your Bible this morning, we left off in Revelation 12 and 11, and uh, we actually had three things to cover, and I think we got one of them, and barely covered that, but uh, let's see where we go today. It's good to see each and every one of you, good to have you in God's house, it was wonderful to hear the children this morning, they did a good job, got room up here fellas if you want, all right. All right, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, and John the Revelator was inspired. And they overcame him, that is the devil, by the one blood of the Lamb. Number two, and by the word of their testimony. And number three, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Everybody said praise the Lord. All right, you can be seated. The Lord bless you. We're going to try to work a little bit this morning on this testimony part, okay? You notice he said, and by the word of their testimony. I want to read to you from the book of Jeremiah in the Old Testament. Jeremiah 31 and 31 said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord. Verse 33, But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts, and write it in their hearts, and will be their God, and they shall be my people. Everybody said, praise the Lord. And that's why you have a New Testament, okay? Because the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, they broke it. And uh, so the Lord ushered in when the fullness of time was come, then he sent forth Jesus Christ. Sent forth the flesh of the man Christ Jesus by overshadowing Mary, speaking the word, and that which was conceived in her was of his Holy Spirit. Okay, everybody said, Praise the Lord. And Jesus began as he was birthed and was named, and as he began to grow in grace and knowledge, then the Bible teaches there came that time when his showing unto all the people, unto Israel, and he began to bring this truth. He began to bring his testimony. All right? And it is his testimony that we want to possess. Now let's look at Matthew chapter 8 in your Bible and verse 4. Okay? Matthew chapter 8. I will begin reading in the beginning of the chapter, when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. 
And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his, leper was, his leprosy was cleansed. Verse 4, And Jesus saith unto him, See, thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. So here's an individual in your vernacular today, in your terminology, your way of thinking. Here's an individual that has cancer. And it's visible and it's obvious. And he comes to Jesus and he asks, beseeches Jesus to heal him. And so Jesus does. And the man then is sent by Jesus to the proper authority of the time because a person who had this kind of disease this case, leprosy, which is a type of, of, uh, of cancer. Uh, they were supposed to go to the proper authority under the Jewish law, and they were to be examined and to make sure that they truly no longer have this. And Jesus said, do it and go as a testimony unto them. A testimony is a witness. A testimony is, giving, is, is a testifier, somebody who testifies, and their testimony gives evidence, okay? It gives evidence. So he said, you go show them yourself. You go be the evidence. Let it be a testimony unto them. Uh, how was it written about one individual that when the Lord uh, sent two of the disciples from the church, the body of Christ, and they come to the temple at the church house at the hour of prayer, and there was an individual that was there, and he was lame, he could not walk, and he's there begging alms. And every day they would bring family, no doubt, would bring him out and lay him down there, and he would beg alms, he would beg offerings, he would ask for money all day long, and he knew what time to go. It was the time for the hour of prayer. And here comes Peter and John, and they're heading up to the temple at the hour of prayer, or the church house for the hour of prayer, they knew that's where people congregated together. And they came to be uh, to, to give to them the words of Jesus Christ, the words of life. And going up the steps, they see this man, and there he is. He cannot walk. He has not walked since he was born. And he is there, and he's begging alms. And that's when Peter, inspired of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Lord, he begins to speak to this man. He tells him, silver and gold have I none. But he said, such as I have, give I unto thee. And he told him, in the name of Jesus Christ, Rise up. And he did. He leaped up. He was healed. His ankles and legs were strengthened. And he began to run into the church house, leaping, praising God, worshiping God. And you know what? The Bible said later on that it was a notable miracle and that none could deny. You're talking about a testimony, a testimony, evidence showing it. They all knew this guy. They all knew he was always there begging the alms. They all knew that he'd never walked from his, mother, from his birth of his mother. And yet, here he is now. He is leaping. He is jumping. He is praising God. What ought we to be inspired to do when we get the touch of God in our lives? When he fills us with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You want to leap. You want to jump. You want to praise Him. You want to lift your heart with your hands in the name of the Lord. And you want to give Him worship. 
We want to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. A notable miracle that none could deny. How many people knew that this other gentleman in Matthew 8, how many knew that he was a leper? Lots of people, because you know why? Because the law also commanded that if you had leprosy, you had to dress a certain way, and you had to yell out and let people know that you were a leper so that they wouldn't get near you, so they wouldn't become contaminated and get the disease that you have. They had to say, unclean, unclean. Oh, but let me tell you, on that day, friend, there was no fear in the church. He came to Jesus and he said, would you please make me whole? Take away, and you know, leprosy in the Bible is a shadow and type or a preview of sin. And this guy comes, I'm a sinner, I'm unclean, help me out here, cleanse me, do this for me. And Jesus did, and then said, now you go show yourself to to the proper authority and as a testimony unto them. Show them the evidence, tell them what's taking place in your life, give glory to God. And I want you to understand, you want to realize what's going on here and what the work of the church in your life is all about. Amen and amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. You know, there's uh, being in the church, coming to the church and and being born again into the body of Christ, the church, the congregation. Uh, This is not something that's sad. This is something that we serve the Lord with gladness of heart. Nobody has to twist our arm. It's like Jesus, he delivers us through his salvation experience. In other words, we get baptized in his name and he fills us with his spirit and he turns us around and he's wound us up and says, go. (laughs) And you go and show it. You go and tell them. You go and bring your testimony. I've given you something that is unique to you. The experience is for everybody. But what's taking place in your life, that becomes your personal testimony. That becomes your evidence. That becomes you now to be a witness of what God has given to you and done for you. Now listen to uh, Matthew chapter 10 and verse 18 reads this way. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. Now, what's going on here is that Jesus is making it clear and he's giving us some insight of of what is to come when you get this truth in your life. As you begin to tell uh, and give your testimony and share the, uh, present yourself as the witness, then you've got to understand not everybody's going to be excited about this. Not everybody's going to agree with you. Not everybody's going to be happy. Okay? And, and, and because there's going to be a powerful evidence that you bring with you when you testify, when you bring your word of testimony. There's going to be a powerful evidence. People are going to see, just like they saw that fellow was a leper and he's not one anymore. His nose was eaten away and look, it's back. His skin was all terrible shape and runny sores, but now look, it's as fresh as a baby's. Oh, friend, they'll see the before and the after, sure enough. and They'll realize it. And, and so it is when, when Jesus uh, allowed the church to bring that great name of Jesus Christ to that man's life and he leaped up and his, his healing was there and everybody knew a notable miracle. They saw, they knew the before. They were well acquainted with this man being lame 
from his birth. And now he's leaping, he's jumping, he's praising, he's worshiping God. There's no sitting this guy down. There's no quiet in this guy down. Doesn't it remind you of blind Bartimaeus by the wayside? And he cried the more in himself. He cried out of his misery. He cried out of his blindness. He cried unto the Lord even when the church, believe it or not, told him to be quiet and don't bother the master. And Jesus said, you bring him right on over here. Hey, what do you want? He said, I want to see. I want to be able. How many people have come to the church and God's healed them and said, I want to be able to read your word. And they learned to read. Mary learned to read in English. God lets you get this message in your life and he gives you this truth and he works miracles in your life. And those that knew you before are marveling at what has happened to you now. But you've got to realize Jesus, in introducing his church, he did say that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Letting you know that the gates of hell are going to fight. They're going to fight. Not everybody's going to welcome your testimony. Not everybody's going to be uh, happy that you were so dirty and now you're so clean. Not everybody's going to uh, be happy that uh, you were in darkness and you ran with them to a, a great excess of riot riotous living. Do you ever read about the, the prodigal son? How he left the father? What a foolish mistake that was. What a bad step in the wrong direction that was. And having taken one step, made him take another and another and another. It's kind of like telling a lie. You tell one, next thing you got to tell two to cover the first one. And then you got to tell ten to cover the first three. And it just keeps exploding exponentially more and more and more until you, you lose all sight of truth. You've gone so far past the line you don't know where you're at and man I want you to know that prodigal son was down the road and he involved himself the Bible said in riotous living running the Peter said when people are amazed that you won't run to the same excess of riot you won't go where they go anymore you used to do that but now you're not doing that it becomes a part of your testimony oh I've been delivered from that I don't need that anymore I've got something better I'm not going to go in the darkness anymore because I've got the light of life in my heart yes 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 there's a big change that takes place there's places a man asked me the other day uh, somebody I don't even know who the guy is he he's just came up to me and said hey senior pastor he said I want to introduce you to somebody so I said okay so he takes me, I don't even know who the guy is. I see him sometimes, and he talks to me sometimes, but I really don't know who he is. And he takes me over this table and introduces me to this guy who I don't know. And uh, I shook his hand. I said, nice to meet you, sir. And uh, made a few pleasantries. And I said, well, you all have a very nice day. And I turned around and went off on my way. And uh, what I'm saying to you is that, you know, you're going to meet people who are going to welcome the light in your life. You're going to meet people that can't stand it and want to get away from it. Now listen to Mark chapter 1 and verse 44. And saith, saith unto him, see that, see that thou, oh, see, see thou say nothing, that's what he said, to any man. But go thy way, show thyself to the priest, for, and offer him thy cleansing at these, those things which Moses or the word of God commanded for a testimony unto them. There are things that we do, that we do it because it's a testimony to people. And that's what he's saying here. Something, God has done something good in your life. Now you go let the light shine. You don't take this light 
and this beautiful experience and change for the good that God has made in your life. You don't put that under a bushel basket and shove it under the bed. You don't do that. You've got to take this thing and get it out where people can see it. You, you don't be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. What did it say in another place? I am not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God unto salvation. You don't want to be ashamed of what God did for you through the gospel. He has given you an opportunity to repent of your sins, to be baptized in His precious name, the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness and the full pardon of all of your sins and for you then to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And He's given you that born-again experience. He's made it available to you. And when you get that, it places you in the church, the body of Christ. And you are to go forth now and show people for a testimony to them. Let them, them that are saying, ah, they, God don't give the Holy Ghost anymore. You go show me does. God don't do that for me. You go show me does. I'm a, li- a living example of that. I'm a witness of that. I was lost, now I'm found. I was blind, now I see. I was sick, now I'm healed. Amen. Amen. Now Mark 6 and 11, as I said, not everybody's going to be happy. Not everybody's going to be happy. Verse 10, he starts out and he said unto them, in what place soever you enter into an house, there abide until you depart from that place. And what whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear you when ye depart. Thence, he said, shake off the dust under your feet for a testimony against them. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. You know why? Because that Old Testament city that was destroyed by by fire and brimstone from Almighty God for the horribleness, the open septic tank of sin that was in that city of cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. That was so bad and God destroyed it, but God said it's going to be worse for these folks that you bring your testimony to. You know why? Because what we have in the New Testament, the time in which you're living, what God is giving, what I read you from uh, Jeremiah 31 and 33, God said, I'm giving you a new covenant. I'm giving you something greater, a greater testimony, a greater testament here. I'm bringing this to you, what I'm making available to you by my grace through faith. And it's not going to be of yourself. It's going to be my gift to you. The gift of God. The gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of this great salvation. You want to understand something. This house is greater than this latter house that we're in. Is greater than the former house of the Old Testament. What was so good then has been surpassed by what God has done in this New Testament time. And he said it's going to be more terrible more terrible for those people that hear you and hear the church and reject it and turn away from it than it is for those back in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah that are going to stand in the judgment. There's going to be more toleration for them than for those today in this New Testament time that reject this light and this testimony. But the thing that's going to help us to overcome the devil and all of the opposition of those who will not receive what you have to say, you've heard the saying, I'm not receiving that. Well, the folks that don't receive it, the folks that shut you out, the folks that say no to it, it's going to be a sad and sorry judgment for them, but you're 
you bring to them. There's going to be people that, that uh, absolutely are going to have a bad spirit. There's going to be people that are full of the devil. There's going to be people that are full of sin. And they're going to be, you know, against you. They're going to not want what you're saying. In different ways, sometimes in very obvious ways, they will fight you. Uh, I had a family member that uh, I was in their home many, many, right after I got the Holy Ghost. And uh, I, I remember I had my Bible, and the person turned to me and said, Don't open that Bible. I said, I'm the devil. I said, You open that Bible, and I'll crucify you. <laughs> oh, brother, the old devil can speak up, can't Of course, it was just a few years later when that same family member got divorced and then wanted maybe, maybe I ought to listen to what he has to say. Maybe my life would be a little bit better if I, if I would open up my mind and listen a little bit. What the Bible says, be swift to hear. Not everybody connects the dots with all of the terrible things in their lives because of their rejecting, of their pushing away of this testimony. This is something you want to do like Simeon of old, how that they brought the child to him according to the law and that he was to be brought and they brought him. And Simeon was in the house of God. And he took that Christ child in his arms. The Bible said that he absolutely lifted that child up. And he began to prophesy. He began to proclaim. He began to tell and say, now I can depart in peace. He said, for mine eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord. And he began to tell things about that Christ child. And then a woman came in who lived in the temple all these many years. And she absolutely began to also proclaim about this child. This isn't just an ordinary child. This is the Christ. This is the Son of the living God. That little bundle of life you're holding, in Him dwells the fullness of the very God body. That is God come in the flesh. You think everybody was happy about that? No. You think everybody everybody wanted Jesus? No. You think some people fought Him? Yes. Did they beat Him? Yes. Did they crucify Him? Yes. But guess what? He rose again from the dead and He confirmed His testimony. He confirmed the testimony. And John said, I've got that. I've got the revelation. I've got the revealing of the testimony of Jesus Christ and who He is. Who He is. He's not some little statue on somebody's dashboard. He's not somebody's uh, painted picture, no matter how good an artist they are and how pretty the frame is. That's not him. That's not him. Well, Mark 13, verse 9. But take heed to yourselves, for they shall deliver you up to councils, and in the synagogues or the churches, ye shall be beaten, and ye shall be brought before rulers and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them. That's why God allows some things to happen to us. Why God allows some things to happen to the church. Whether collectively or individually, or even when it's individually, it affects our whole church because we're bone of each other's bone. And we're connected here. And uh, I'm glad I don't need a Facebook to be connected to you. Hello. Slipped that one in there, didn't I? Watch out. <laughs> Everybody give God a big hand. Come on. All right, let me put my gloves back on. I'll go be nice now. <laughs> All right. Everybody said hallelujah. 
All right. So you notice that uh, he's saying there's going to be instances. There's going to be times in the history of the church, whether it's already happened or it is happening or it's about to happen, that there's going to be those in the body of Christ universally. There will be those that will be uh, presented before kings and rulers and people in high places, and they're going to uh, bring a testimony against them, okay? Because what they're going to say is going to be combating. What did it say in uh, Jude's writing? He said that he, he wrote that we should, as the church, earnestly contend for the faith. We find ourselves contending with the enemy. That he's saying and bellering like Goliath, throwing out all kinds of junk. And here came God's man, David, and said, I'll take care of that guy. I'm, you come to me with your weaponry and your words and your bigness and, and all you're so big and you've got so much going on and it makes me look even that much smaller. He said, but I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. It's like that uh, missionary over, I believe he was in India, and he said that... Um, one night there was a guy that came uh, in his path and he said, and the guy, he was so full of the devil. And he said that man was just looking at him and breathing at him and, and throwing things at him and cussing at him and, and he was all set to kill him. And he said, all of a sudden that guy changed completely. And he just turned all white like all blood drained out of his face and he turned and he ran screaming as much as he could to get away. And the guy with the Holy Ghost was looking around and he turned around and God showed him a huge angel standing behind him. And that's what that man saw. And it scared the devil out of him. Yeah. You ever read that the devil believes that there's one God and he trembles. <laughs> he trembles. You better believe our God's big. Hey Amen. He's big and he's great and he's mighty. Strong is the Lord God who judges when he decides it's time to judge a case. You better believe in your God. You wait on your God. You trust in your God. And you be a good light. And you bring a testimony. A testimony against them. Amen. We don't. <laughs> Woo! We don't bring guns. We don't bring weapons of natural and of this world. We bring a testimony. He didn't, I'll never, you'll never overcome the devil with your fists. You'll never overcome him with your karate. You'll never overcome him with any of those things. You're not going to overcome him with armies, uh, with guns and tanks and hydrogen and, and atom bombs. It's not going to work. The devil will laugh at you. You're not going to scare him with your little incantations and your witch-like stuff. It's not going to work with your prayers of men and your idols that you've cut out of certain stones or sticks and painted them certain colors. It's not going to work. Your smoke and your incense is not going to work. You're going to overcome him with the testimony of your word. You give him like Jesus said, it's written. You give him, it's written. And the Bible said, chapter and verse says, you stay with the word. You let your light shine. Look what God did for me and leap and jump and praise and worship and let that's going to make the devil run. That's going to take care of him. Amen. Amen. And amen. I can't believe how late it is. You be seated. Well, Maybe the ref back there will put me in overtime for a while. All right. Everybody said praise the Lord. Luke chapter 21. And this is the chapter where.
Jesus got into so many end time things. And uh, verse 13, he's, I like this one. I like this. Now, there's so many things that some of it we've already covered just now in Mark 13 and 9. So I'm not going to repeat uh, his account on that particular wording, but how that uh, Jesus did say this um, here. Then said he unto them, uh, Nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And great earthquakes shall be in diverse or different places. And famines, pestilences, and fearful signs. Matter of fact, fearful sights. And great signs shall there be from heaven. All right? Verse 12, he said, But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute, delivering you up to the synagogues and to the churches and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my namesake. What's his name? Jesus. Thank you. For the name of Jesus, okay? Not, it's like the Bible said you'll be hated of all men for his namesake. I'm not trying to make people hate me, but that's going to happen. That the more good you do, the more you let your light shine, the more that you give your testimony. I don't have time to go to all of it right now, but let me just say 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians 1 and 12 talked about the testimony of your conscience. I'm doing what my Holy Ghost and my conscience are in agreement I've got to do. I, I can't do that anymore. I can't drink that alcohol anymore. I can't do that dope anymore. I can't go in those places and act that way anymore. I can't tell a lie anymore. I can't do those things. That My conscience just beats me up if I even think about doing that. I don't want to be any part of that anymore. My conscience is testifying. My conscience, you know, your conscience is that part of your mind that tells you right from wrong. And when it stands up and tells you this is the right thing to do and the other is the wrong thing to do and you get that in, in, uh, together in harmony with your Holy Ghost, friend, it pounds away at you. It beats away at you and tells you you've got to do it the right way. You've got to say it right. You've got to live it right. You've got to praise Him correctly. You've got to do these things and your testimony, your conscience inside of you is testifying and people see that. People see and realize conscience won't let you go in some direction. Your conscience is testifying loud and long. Everybody said amen. amen. And that's a good thing. I'm going to tell you what, the Bible did use the term without conscience. Some people have no conscience. Some people have overrode it and destroyed it like setting a hot iron on a, a garment until it just burns it and it's of no value anymore. You can't fix it. Oh friend, I want to tell you something. There are people who go against this testimony, people who go against the teachings of Jesus Christ, and they wind up without conscience, much less Holy Ghost. But listen to Luke 21 and 13. And he said, you know, that uh, they're gonna, you'll be brought before kings and rulers for my namesake. Verse 13, and it shall turn to you. Everybody said me. For a testimony. Oh, the whole world going to look at the church. All the time has come and the whole world is going to look at the church. Because the church is going to stand up against, like the three Hebrew children. Can you imagine how many people, you ever read Daniel? How many dignitaries? How many kings? How many rulers? How many nations? It represented the whole world were there. And, and he started in playing his music. 
I don't know which one he hit. You know, my best friend's wife is my lover. I don't know what song they played, okay? God only knows what sinful trash they played, okay? <laughs> All right? No telling. That's the extent of my singing, too. <laughs> you know, uh, i tell you what, I was listening to um, one of the CDs, you know, and I was enjoying it. I was riding along in the car, and I have the Bible on CD, and I listen to that, and then sometimes I'll hit one, and I'll listen to a service, and I was listening to the service, and everybody was singing, and, and um, all of a sudden, I heard me singing with them. And I said, oh, 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 don't do that again. I started preaching to myself, right? And I said, don't do that anymore. Don't do that anymore. Because, you know, I was right in the mic, unfortunately. That was the bad part. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Uh, it's going to turn to you and I, the church, for a testimony. And it turned to those three Hebrew children. And they represented the church. And I want you to know everybody's eyes were on them because everybody bowed but them. Everybody was juking and jiving but them. Okay? Everybody was. And they stopped. And they looked. And they're all looking at the three Hebrew children. And the three Hebrew children just there with their hands up. They're just worshiping God. And the king said, I'm going to give you one more chance. They just as well could have said, don't bother. <laughs> don't bother. Don't waste your time. Because we're not changing our position. We're not changing our posture. We're lifting our hearts with our hands. We're not changing our message. There's one God and we serve him. Yeah, well, you're going in the fire of furnace. Well, we're going in there preaching Acts 2.38. <laughs> Woo! Come on. Amen. 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 You know, let me tell you, the really cool thing is that if we go down in Acts 2.38, just remember we're going up in the first resurrection. If God allows us to go through something and it doesn't come out the way you think it should come out because he's saying it's going to be a testimony against them. If they slay you, if they fight you, if they talk ugly about you, if they put you down, if they do anything harmful to you, he said, don't worry about it because it's, it's going to boomerang on them. It's going to be a testimony against them in the day of judgment. And I'm going to open the book and the books and they're going to be judged for the things which they did in their body, in this earth. Yes, Lord. Woo! Amen. So, when the heat gets turned up, they're going to be looking at you. And you know how it was with the Hebrew children. The old king, and you see, what good, you may be seated, God bless you, what, what good came out of three Hebrew children getting thrown in a fiery furnace, turned up ten times hotter. It was hot enough to begin with, and now it's ten times hotter. I guess we would call that great tribulation. There was already persecution there. There was already hard time there. Already adversity. All of that was there. But now it gets turned up. It steps up to great tribulation. Okay? Don't get hung up on the great tribulation because there is, doesn't say that in the Bible, by the way. But it does talk about great tribulation in more place than one. And uh, when, the, when the fiery furnace got heated up ten times more and the, these burly soldiers came and threw the Hebrew children in, the fire was so bad it came out and, and burned up those soldiers that had thrown them in. But the funny thing is, it didn't burn up the Hebrew children. Not at all. And, and you could say, well, what good going to come? Why did God let me go through this? Why do I have to go through this? Man, it's a bad day and a bad week and a bad month. You know, why does this have to happen? Right? Got the Holy Ghost. I'm 
baptized Jesus. I live with God. Why? Why in the world is all this taking place? Well, one reason why. The king got to looking. Turn to you for a testimony. The king got to looking. Can't get too close. It's mighty hot. What's happening down there? He said, whoa! Whoa! He said, I see one. We threw three in there. How many we throw in there? Three. King, whatever he says is going to be, right? Can we throw three in there? Yeah, 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 yeah. We threw three in there. King said, I see four. Give me my glasses. I see four. Polish my glasses. I see four. They ain't changing. He said, man. He said, and he looks like the Son of God. I have no idea how that king knew what the Son of God looked like. But I can tell you that God can sure put a thought in your mind real quick like Amen. He can give you a dream and give you the interpretation thereof. Woo, brother. And he can give you a dream and not give you the interpretation thereof. And make you worry and toss and turn all night long. But uh, the good Lord has somebody that's got it for you if you'll get your heart open to it. And, uh, and I want you to know the king got the revelation. And the king came away and they said, number one, get them out of there. And, and everything's going to be fine. And get them some new clothes. Never mind. The only thing I'm smelling is meat. They don't smell like they've been in the fire. Their clothes are just fine. He said, uh, boys, I want you to know something. I now believe in one God. Your God is greater than all gods. What a revelation. You know, but you had to go through it. It had to turn to you for a testimony. That's how people are going to get the truth. By you being the testimony. By you bringing the evidence. By you bringing the message. By you refusing to bend or to bow or to buckle or to burn up or anything else. Amen. Come on. Let's lift our hearts with our hands. Let's worship the Lord here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, dear God. Help us, Lord, to overcome by the word of our testimony, Lord. The words that we bring. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, dear God. Thank you, dear God. And everybody said praise the Lord. Let's give God a big hand together. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. And I praise you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. Mm-hmm.